This is Stephen Dominguez from the Science Faction Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy. Your attention, please. The Magic Our Way Podcast is now leaving from New Orleans for an artistic tour of all things Disney. Jumbo, everyone. Rumble. Hi, Mr. Anonymous here, and you are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast. Magic Our Way takes an artistic view of all things Disney-related. Join your hosts, Kevin and Danny, Marvel expert and proprietor of ivorycomics.com, Eli, and your personal earmarked travel agent, you've got a friend in Lee, Lee Lastavica. Come join the Mau Weekend Nation on social media and at magicourway.com. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way podcast. podcast. Sante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff, and this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicOurWay.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And with us today, we have... Excelsior! You know, 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 you know. I have You know the story's all about the glory. It is our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Another show in position to bring the position to advance the Moeekin mission. How y'all doing today? To make the incision. <laughs> yes, for the Moeekin mission. Start with precision, because we don't need no permission. But no circumcisions. If you like that. There are plagiarisms. No plagiarisms. <laughs> Lots of plagiarism on this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Not by me, sir. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Plagiarisms. Not by I. I have no isms. You're ismless? Uh, yes. Hmm. I thought y'all were going to play the intro four times like last week, so I, I was kind of like... Oh, know. no, you see, I didn't even hook up the little fancy yeah, little thing. I was, I was bracing, like, you know, I got to well, I mean, your guys. channel's on if you want to hook up. No, I'm good. I was just like, you yeah. know... I'm, we really don't like to repeat ourselves here at the Magic Our Way podcast. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> we pride ourselves on our originality. <laughs> we would never stoop to playing the same jokes over and over and over again. No. What's coming to America again? Yeah. <laughs> Some movie. All right. All right, guys. So that other voice you heard was... No, wait, Lee, do you want me to do the intro for you, too? Oh, no. Yeah, please. <laughs> you were just singing? Yeah. yeah. Right. Here come the money. Here we go. Here come the money. Hey, must be the money. Money, money, money. <laughs> money. Money. Show me the money. Is Mr. Beijing Chloe <laughs> Lee Rip Van Winkle himself? Lee DJ White Cheddar Papa Spurfer No Hassle Vika. How you doing, sir? Good, 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 man. Just trying to stay warm and dry. It's damn ugly-ass weather out there, man. You cold over in Houston? Yeah. You think it was warm? It was warm this morning, and warm when me. I went to work, it was cold, so it caught me off guard a little bit. No jacket or anything, so. No Jackavica. 
No ejaculate. I thought you said no ejaculate. No ejaculate. I got no ejaculate going on here. Somebody give me a towel. I done gave all I can give and I can't give no more. Give me a damn towel. Woo. You got the bin to keep you warm a little bit. That's like natural wool. That is true. That is true. My neck is nice and, and cozy. But the rest of you, nothing. <laughs> you got your headlights on. You couldn't believe. Everything else is just bare. <laughs> diamond cutters. Oh, know, that, that's hmm. your new nickname, Mister Gyrotechnus Diamond Cutter. What? Diamond Cutter lost the weekend. <laughs> Well, guys, this is show number 216. If you remember on last week's show number 259, just to reiterate a quick announcement that we had made, we are headed to Disneyland out in California later this year. That is right. Woo! Definitely looking forward to that trip up in August to experience everything there. So once again, call out goes to uh, you know the, Cal- the West Coast or closer to West Coast weekends. If you happen to be out in the area, we'd love to meet you. We do some maybe a little beignet made up, maybe a little uh, Trader Sam's meet up, whatever you know, whatever floats your boat. I know we heard it from a couple of weekends already, so looking forward to at least saying hi and uh, seeing them face to face and going, hey, what's up? So buying them some beignets, absolutely. A little fun of the sun. They've been buying us beignets all this time. Yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to work we'll have to figure that out. Sure. So that'd be fun, a little beignet meet up. But guys, today, on today's show, number 260, uh, we are turning it over to Lee Lastavica himself, who's going to be talking about, what are you going to be talking about, Lee? We're talking about the Grand Flow. The, the Grand, Grand Floridian. Floridian. The Grand. You know, this goes by many names, but it is the grandest of the Grand. The grandest uh, of them all. Yes, and he's uh, yes. continuing his uh, series on the history of resort hotels on Walt Disney World property. Uh, last time we did this, we talked about the Disney Inn or the Golf Resort or what is now Shades, Shades of, of Green. Green. Yeah. And today yeah. we're continuing that series with the Grand Floridian. So definitely check out our webpage, metricarway.com. You can see all those little series shows listed there for your convenience. So, guys, enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. Ladies and gentlemen, Moweekins, here we are on the hub. And as I mentioned in the intro, today we are talking about the Grand Floridian, which I'm definitely looking forward to this conversation. Uh, because as you may have noticed from the past couple of shows, I will be actually staying at the Grand Floridian for the very first time ever in my life um, At by the time you listen to this podcast. Ooh, big time, uh, huh? Yes, um, I guess. <laughs> you know, uh, at, at the time you listen to this show, or at least when this show is released, I will be in Disney World for Mardi Gras. Uh, we're taking a whole week, uh, the family, and we got some friends going, and we're staying. I'm staying at the Grand Floridian for the first time ever, so I'm definitely looking forward, especially nice. after hearing Danny talk about it. I am. Uh, this is a, probably the last monorail resort I, I I haven't stayed at yet. Yeah, just take some time yep. to enjoy it, even if it's late at night. Just wander around that that resort. I think oh, you're gonna yes. love it. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. We even took a day off. Um, in our trip, we usually like to take a break from the parks, and mm-hmm. so on that Wednesday, hopefully, we got breakfast at Chef Mickey's, and then we'll probably come back to the resort and kind of explore a little bit. Yeah, and then we got Ohana dinner that night. You know, so nice. looking definitely looking forward to that rest day to kind of really take in and 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 do the surroundings. Of course, uh, you know, uh, it, you probably know this by now, but uh, you know, I'll be posting pictures and videos, and probably going live at some points all throughout uh, my points in the journey for sure. And have you uh, reached out to the Mawikins to have any meetups while you're there? Oh, shoot. Okay. Sorry. Well, right. right. <laughs> somebody wants to talk to you. Sorry, that was, that was a premature bump of my finger mm. onto yonder sun pad. No, not yet. I have not. Uh, I, I did post it out there. And so hopefully I'll get to at least, at least 
meet people that are around there yeah <laughs> that happen to be in town so hopefully you know raz captain stan all those guys i'll be putting feelers out but uh yeah definitely looking forward to that for sure i know half of louisiana is gonna be down there oh sweet um and g- funniest part the funniest story i remember from my experiences and all the times i go on that trip is i was standing listening to liberty voices of liberty and uh, american adventure and i was just standing there with my mardi gras shirt on and some dude comes up to me he's like hey man i was like hey how you doing it's like, did y'all leave anybody in Louisiana? Because <laughs> I looked around, it's like, like more than ninety percent of the audience was wearing like purple, green, and gold that day. It was, oh wow! It was, it had beads. It was pretty amazing. I was like, wow, yeah. So with that note, guys, uh, I'm excited to learn more about the resort. I'm about to stay in. Uh, for me, of course, you know we record this show about a week out. So in the next few days, on Saturday, I'll arrive for the first time ever, Grand Floridian, to check in. So Lee, I'll turn it over to you, sir. Tell me about this place. Yes, the expert on the Grand Floridian Hotel. Yes, with no help from anybody else on this podcast at all. Zero. Solo. Just kidding. It was like 20%, what did he say? (laughs) 20%. Don't don't let me piss off my co-host already. We just started the show. I'll be sitting on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, well, I will say to start off, Kevin, I mean, one thing I found with with this hotel is that there is just so much like little extra things at the hotel itself. Um, You know, we're going to get into the history and the, you know, the design and all that kind of stuff. But this is really doing a lot of research. There's just so much, all these little extras and shows and little secret things and stuff like that. So let's get into it, man. Yeah, that, that day at the hotel on Wednesday, that's gonna you're gonna be able to take advantage of a lot of that. So, uh, so yeah, so let's get into it. As you've heard on our previous episodes, um, the original design there was supposed to be an Asian style resort opening, and this is actually the spot where that would have been. You know, this was where the plans were for this Asian themed restaurant, uh, Asian themed, <laughs> Asian themed restaurant. This special land was put aside for a PF chain <laughs> <laughs> and it sat <laughs> vacant for years. Bang no, waiting for the concept of PF Chang's to come around. <laughs> if only he could have came sooner. Um, so yeah, so this was where this was supposed to be. And basically, as we talked about uh, with the golf resort, again, you know, Disney was not ready to make that commitment uh, to spend that kind of money to build the, this level of a hotel uh, at that time. So this this area basically sat vacant for a good 20 years uh, before we actually were able to get this resort. And this came at a time where Michael Eisner had come on board. You know, we were about to start seeing an expansion of the hotels uh, at Walt Disney World. At the time when... Eisner came on board, though, they had already kind of been working on this Grand Floridian uh, hotel type situation. They're actually uh, we're working on a few different things. Uh, for example, uh, renowned architect Alan Lapidus. And there's going to be a lot of names I'm going to pronounce, so let me just apologize to everyone, first of all. Alan Lapdance? Um, what you call him? <laughs> Lapdance was oh, designing the very first strip, uh, strip club at uh, Disney, but um, you know Michael Eisner didn't think that was a good idea. No, but Robert Kraft thought it was a great idea. I would say, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. Kraft, that. <laughs> shout out to the Robertsers. <laughs> uh, oh man! Uh, so Alan was working. That was on this part of the Asian stuff. resort, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Tramp walk. They had a special spa built at the Asian resort. Um, Ooh, tell us more. Yeah. Well, it's more. 
Alan Lapdancia us. Alan Lapdancia. <laughs> Lapdancia. It's not like something you catch on your feet. <laughs> now, did you know, like, in anticipation of, of the Asian resort opening, Disney had named one of the roads from a... They had a service uh, road uh, north of the Magic Kingdom, and they named it Asian Way. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> it was named Asian Way. Wow. And it remained Asian Way until like 1986 or something when it was renamed Floridian Way. Asian oh. Way. Asian Way. I thought you were going to say it was, it was renamed Carlito's Way. <laughs> <laughs> That's just uh, such a stereotyping, like kind of, yeah. 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 Especially how they made the road all slanted and everything. Oh, and, oh that's oh. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's Disney. Me wasn't me. <laughs> oh man, like, but it was. It, it intersected with Good at Math Boulevard. <laughs> Go figure how that worked out. Algebra Avenue. Good, yeah. <laughs> Good at Math Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cram School <laughs> Avenue, oh, God. Um, south of Caucasian Lane, <laughs> <laughs> by Kung Fu Way, bad, bad yeah, driving Boulevard. Boulevard. <laughs> I mean, I'm interested in hearing about this, you know, Grand Florida play because I always love good times, and I always wondered how you know Florida got out the ghetto. So please elaborate. She moved yeah. on up. She sure did yeah. to the west side of <laughs> Seven Seas Lagoon. <laughs> to build a deluxe resort in the sky high high well just over on the west side of Lagoon <laughs> on the west side alright so back to Alan Alan was designing the, the Mediterranean resort at the time um, Iser comes in basically or his people come in they go oh this is really nice and they're designing their own hotel and uh, that was when they were designing the Grand Floridian so he had basically finished his design and it was all approved everything like that but then they decided to go with the Grand Floridian design instead. And if they were successful with that, then they were going to build this Mediterranean village, which, of course, we all know never came to be. A lot of this work had happened before Eisner came on board, although Eisner was kind of one that kind of got it all pushed through. Um, in his uh, autobiography, Work in Progress, he mentions, uh, Eisner mentions that work was continuing on a luxury hotel called the Grand Floridian, which had been conceived before Frank and I joined the company and was designed largely by our own Imagineers and the firm of Wimberly, Weissen, Allison, Tong, and Goo. Are you making will, that uh, up just now? No, I swear to God. Why is that that's Tong and Goo? What you talking yes. about? Goo? So, that's what he said? This podcast, when I mention them, I'm just going to mention them as Wu-Tong. Wu-Tong? <laughs> what? Wu-Tong clan ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so the Wu Tong oh, clan was working on. The, you sure the Wu Tongs weren't working on the Asian? <laughs> oh, the Asian way. <laughs> but uh, actually, they got the final approval to design this hotel. They did a lot of work with Disney before then and after then as well, especially uh, Euro Disneyland, Tokyo Disney, Hong Kong Disneyland. They designed a lot of projects uh, for those resorts as well. So way to go, uh, Wu Tong! Wu Tong forever. To Wu Tong, thanks for everything. Technically, yeah. Newmar. Side the Goo Goo Dolls, yes. <laughs> uh, so that's the design company. Uh, this WWATG actually is what they go by. So Wimberly, Wisenand, Allison Tong, and Goo. So sounds like the people uh, that were, the, uh, people that created the Marauders map from uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> That's the craziest name. All right. Okay. Oh, man. So here's some of the backstory on the hotel. So when Disney 
knew they were going forward with this. They started promoting this. It's the Grand Floridian Beach Resort. Um, and that would be what it was open as. Eventually, it would become Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. But the original name when it opened was the Grand Floridian Beach Resort. Um, Disney held this is going to be basically their most luxurious property, most luxurious hotel and Disney property. Uh, guests can journey back to the turn of the century, to another time and place. Uh, bright white towers, gabled roofs, Victorian architectural influence, all this has come to symbolize Florida's carefree winters and balmy summer nights. Cultural sensitivity. They don't have yes. yeah. kind of Be- better times back then. Yeah. That was yeah, right yeah. on Asian way. Yeah. <laughs> better for some people, not so much for others. Right. Damn. Separate <laughs> drinking facilities and make America make America great again. Mm-hmm. Hey, it is. You can't eat here. Hey, 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 stop with that. <laughs> you know he's gonna slip it in. Like God, it doesn't even damn, matter what the topic time. is. You could talk about space travel. Like, yeah, Trump would put a wall on the moon if he could. I'm making fun of like 1900s. Clearly, there was a problem back then. He's like, yeah, that sounds like Donald Trump's America to me. Let's just bring that right back. Yeah, sure. I got no problem with that. Put some goo on it. (laughs) All right. So a lot of the theming for the Grand Floridian, we're going to trace back to a man named Henry Morrison Flagler. Uh, this gentleman was an American industrialist, uh, founder of Standard Oil. He was also a key developer in the development of the Atlantic coast of Florida. When he died in 1913, basically he was considered the father of Miami and Palm Beach, Florida. So as the story goes, this gentleman had traveled to Jacksonville, Florida in 1879 for the winter with his wife. His wife was ill, um, you know, and he was advised by his physicians that, you know, the warmer climates things that that would probably help her out. Um, she actually died two years later, and uh, he remarried a short time later to his wife's caregiver, Ida Alice. That's messed up. You think she poisoned his wife so he could cook up with her? <laughs> that's what it sounded like. I thought you were going to say maid. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Lots of kings and million, they, they always do that. Whenever the wife passes away, they're like, oh, Who's closest to me? Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. You'll do. I mean, it's not yeah. unheard of, though, that caretakers back then at that time would poison somebody like with arsenic or something like that ah. so they could get with the with the man who's paid. Yeah, they didn't have no CSI back then. There was no lab work. <laughs> yeah. There was no Mr. There was Monk no, back then. There was to no toxicology. <laughs> <laughs> she um, dead? Yeah, she's dead. She was pushing 38. <laughs> she was old. She was old. Man, she was old. I just saw Rick on the toe. She's 38. Right. She's out there. She was out the door. So after their wedding, um, Flagler and Ida they traveled to St. Augustine, Florida, and they found that the hotels and the transportation there was not really up to spar, up to par. Uh, not what he or spar, you know, really like, or spar, and they were sparring too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what happened to the wife. She got sparred and knocked her ass out. Knocked her ass out. So he married a Tyson. What? <laughs> she bit his ear. <laughs> Ah, they might have liked that back then. There's a whole story I don't know about here. Lift your Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't burn the house down. (laughs) So Flagler met up with a man named Franklin W. Smith, who just finished building this hotel called Villa Zoriada. What? (laughs) You sure about Zorro? Is that what it was? Village Zorro? Village Zucchini. 
Zarada. And um, this is like Zorada? the 16th pronunciation of it. Which one is, what is it? it? What is it? Eric Estrada. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> he was he built the Eric Estrada in. Let's get some chips. <laughs> That's <laughs> how we got chips and salsa. There you go. Ah. <laughs> no. Uh, so he just fin- finished building the Villa Zarada. Villa ah, Zarada. Okay. Zarada. Zarada. Is it Zarada? Zarada. Is it tomato? Tomato. I thought you. Did some show prep for this. Is it potato, potato? Which one is it? I would say, all right, I'm looking at the document. I, I would have thought Zoraida. So how is it Zoraida. spelled? Z-O-R-A-Y-D-A. Zoraida. Zoraida. That's what I would have thought, but it wouldn't have taken me no 20 times Z- to say Z- it. Zoraida. All right. Okay, so they made Zoraida, please. All right. Yeah, Zareda. Villa Zareda. Okay. All right, why don't you uh, back up and let's start from the top on that because at this point, the listeners have lost the point. I had fun saying potato, potato. I, I, just, I did I, too, I, but I, I like just that. to kind uh, of back him up. Back that. To you want to go back to the very beginning when he traveled to Jacksonville? No, no, no. Just <laughs> when he met up with the guy and he offered to buy it's his building. Okay, cool. Yes. All right. At this point, Flagler meets up with a gentleman named Franklin W. Smith. who just finished building this hotel the Villa Zareda. And uh, he liked it so much, he basically offered to buy it from him. Like, I like your hotel. Like, this is like a Monopoly game to me. Like, I want to buy this hotel and put it on Boardwalk. Hotel is good, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you like the hotel, yes. The hotel, hotel is, is very pretty, yes. You want to buy the hotel, yes. Ah, you like the pocket place of Zareda. <laughs> uh, so Smith didn't want to sell the hotel. But oh. they did start working together, and they Smith. would uh, build another hotel uh, called Ponce de Leon Hotel. You pronounce that very well. That was easy. I don't know why. <laughs> it didn't have a Z in it. Yeah, it didn't have an extra Y in there to mess it up. There you go. All right. <laughs> How much you want to bet while he was doing this, his wife is like, why are you going to work in your honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I thought we had here to enjoy I'm ourselves. All right. So All I wanted was a hot stone massage. You buy this <laughs> damn hotel. Bye, bye, you. Bite my uh, it is kinda, Isn't that crazy? Like, oh, I like this place. Let me just buy it. Like, to have that much money is just insane to me. Oh, sure. Oh, well, back then, yeah. You know. I mean, he was an yeah. industrialist, like you said. I mean, yeah, exactly. He had yeah. a vision. So, yeah, he did. He had a vision. So he opened this hotel, the Ponce de Leon. Big success. Uh, but, of course, you know, he realized he, he needed some better transportation, things like that. So he bought a bunch of these uh, railroads up, little short-line railroads, modernized them to accommodate for more, you know, traffic and things like that. And uh, so, yeah, so this was his vision to build this, uh, you know, the, all these hotels and open up a new American Riviera, so to speak. So two years later, he expanded his Florida holdings and began building grand hotels in all these cities along the, the Atlantic coast of Florida. And these would all be connected through a series of railways. And this would become known as the Florida East Coast Railway. He started with the Hotel Armand, uh, just north of Daytona. Built a nice railroad bridge across St. John's River so everyone could access it. Uh, from there, he opened the Alcazar Hotel in St. Augustine. Uh, it was basically an overflow hotel for the Ponce de Leon Hotel. Yeah, it was just blowing up so huge. Yeah, yeah. you need a place so, for people. You know, again, these are all very successful hotels, and people are flocking to them. Huge, um, big, big, big hotels. Yeah. Big, yeah. big! Yeah, for example, the next one, it was an 1,100 room Royal Poinciana Hotel. Uh, this was on the shores of Lake Worth in Palm Beach and extended its railroad to service its town, thereby founding Palm Beach and West Palm Beach in 1894. All so, the Palm Beaches. Yes, all the Palm Beaches. 
And I think West Palm Beach was to be the end of his uh, development, right? Apparently. Uh, So this was where he wanted to stop, but there was a severe freeze for... It basically made him rethink his plans, so he continued to go down south. So 60 miles south, there was an area which was basically unharmed by the freeze. And in 1896... So it was like a real freeze. Like, it got cold, it was a real freeze. Made him hold his plans. Yeah. He he rethought about stuff. Yeah, he's a rich man. He's like, I don't have to sell for this cold. That's right. We're going to go where it's not cold. I own railroads. I go closer to the equator, it gets warmer. Where I go, I don't need railroads. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so he he got all the way down to Biscayne Bay. And when he was there, you know, he, he dredged the channel. He built streets. He put in water systems, power systems. Got the area's first newspaper. Oh, built up this whole area. And, uh, you know, everyone was so grateful for, for, for this. They wanted to name the city after him. They wanted to name the city Flagler. Flagler, uh, Florida. He, Flagler, Florida. Flagler, Florida. <laughs> Rolls right after tongue. Yeah, very <laughs> But he did not want it to be named after him. He wanted to name it something else. He wanted to use an old Indian name instead, which was, the name was Maye Iami. Miami. Miami. So, obviously, that's where we got the city of Miami. And uh, so he opened the exclusive Royal Palm Hotel on the north bank of the Miami River in 1887. How about so, that? Man, that's some, man. Those are some grand hotels he built. Yeah. And what if a not guy. for him, and, you know, if he wouldn't have, if, I guess if the maid wouldn't have poisoned his wife, none of this would have came to be. <laughs> yeah, right? It's some crazy but, uh, stuff. Yeah, it but sounds no, like I mean, he became a big part of Florida's development in history, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if that was a tough sell, All that because he hated the cold. That's right. Damn. Yeah. Well, the doctors were the one that told him to go south, you know, for health reasons. To, yeah. To warmer climates. Yeah, <laughs> but, did. like, the wife died at that point. So, I mean, he could have gone back. But he was like, nah, man, I'm loving this sunny lifestyle out here. I love all the the locals. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were, there were beaches back then. There weren't a whole lot of cities or, or clean water. But there were beaches. That's true. <laughs> so you yeah. probably had women walking around. Yeah. Wearing I'm, very little out there. But he was the man. He was like, who need water here? I do, I do. Here <laughs> you go. Drink up, baby. Drink I up. mean, like, put yourself in his position. Yeah. Like, you move, like to this southern state and you keep going further and further south and the more you look around the more scantily clad women you see <laughs> walking around the beach <laughs> trying to keep cool who could blame him for I falling in love with florida he's like what you be you go up there where it's cold everybody's bottled up no i like this guy here. you guys ever been to miami yes yes it's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Monkey jungle. Yeah. I have yeah. seen what Miami is. And let me tell you, Henry Flagler had a vision. <laughs> he knew what yeah. he wanted. Yeah. A man he of, was, of ideas. He was Miami. <laughs> going to put this track right through here. At a railroad, yeah. too. Yes. So, so, yeah. So, you know, all these hotels that Flagler built, this is what basically inspired the Grand Floridian Resort. You know, all these Victorian area beach resorts built along the Florida coast uh, in the 19th, 20th century. And all these wealthy, famous people from the north would travel uh, to these warmer climates. Yeah. And so, you know, and and that is where we got the main inspiration for the Grand Floridian. And there's a lot of, um, you know, references through to him throughout the Grand Floridian Resort. Tons, yeah. He probably even had a restaurant named after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get Take to the sneaky. dining in a bit. Oh, I love food. 
<laughs> so there is a Pleasure Island tie-in. Um, when we talked about Pleasure Island on the retrospective, the Imagineers have created this whole mythology around Pleasure Island based on its fictitious owner, Meriwether Adam Pleasure. And uh, attempted to weave the Grand Floridian into its folklore. So as the story goes, Meriwether Adam Pleasure met his future wife, opera singer, Isabella Dominique. And after a three-week courtship, they married. Man, that's quick. If you remember back from that retrospective, Pleasure uh, had purchased Pleasure Island in 1911. He, Isabella, and his sons, Stuart and Henry, and their daughter Miriam lived on the steamboat, which became the Empress Lily while Pleasure built his island empire. The Pleasure family soon outgrew their showboat home, and in 1918, Meriwether uh, built a Bermuda-style mansion overlooking Lake Buena Vista, which became an Italian restaurant called the Portobello Yacht Club. Finally, in 1937, as a 39th wedding anniversary gift to Isabella, Meriwether built his wife an even larger second home a few miles north of the island, which eventually became known as the Grand Floridian Beach Resort. However, the couple only lived there four years before Pleasure was lost at sea. So, supposedly, he built this hotel for his wife. You know what? You know what this tells me? I don't do enough as a husband. Because clearly, when you marry people, you have to build them well, you hotels gotta, and resorts and homes and yachts well, or you, you, you steamboats. Yeah, you can't yeah. Like, build a Winnebago or anything. That's no. not good enough. You got the wrong profession. That's all it is. I don't know. We just got to find land and discovery and start building things. That's that's some unsatisfied ladies. They're like, well, here's a whole place for you. That's not enough. Well, if you remember, Danny, the 39th wedding anniversary is the hotel wedding anniversary. So that's when you build a hotel (laughs) for your wife on the 39th anniversary. Neither one mm -hmm. of us are there yet. So no, it's going to take us a little bit. Because if you you like, uh, like Lee said, on the 39th wedding anniversary as a gift uh, to Isabella, that's when Meriwether did his thing. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing you didn't get to the 45th wedding anniversary where your wife dies and you marry her caretaker. Because that was coming up, <laughs> yes. but he got lost at sea before that happened. That's that, what I mean, it pays to be a caretaker in this in this era. Oh, sure, you, sure. Like you looking at the resume, like please pick me, please. Well, I need to get a caretaker first, I guess, because I don't have one of those yet. You still got your wife though, so you got. Well, I guess yeah, you gotta have the you have the caretaker in place. Yes, just in case. No oh yeah, yeah. You're, that's like a backup system. Exactly. <laughs> so like you're gonna you're gonna be like this. Last of you's gonna be like uh, Lee. So why is our caretaker 22 years old? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. She's well experienced. It's all right. That's how it was back then. Like I bet you the wives groomed the caretaker. Like all right, if anything happens to me, he likes his <laughs> tickles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, he wants you to kind of bite his neck, bite his ear. <laughs> You got a tickle. You touch that one spot, you own him. <laughs> he is yours. And then the cat takes like, okay, now you can go to sleep. I got this from here. Haley, you know what? I'm curious to know about how they developed the design of the Grand Floridian. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I would be happy to, Kevin. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Hey, man. You know, I'm curious because it's such a pretty resort. And I know when I drive up to it, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> it's going to be yeah. incredible. Are you going to do that while you're driving? Because, oh, boy. Well, thankfully, it's a two-lane highway. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. So bad for the valet. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there's, a, there's a tip for you. You should have ducked. There oh, my go. God. It's a grappling. It's a white. <laughs> <laughs> they probably used to it. They probably got like some like glass or something like blocking it just in case. 
somebody hasn't been there for the first time. What, like a shield? Like a food shield? Like yeah. you do at buffets? The cat shield and <laughs> shit. Like, you got an excitement shield. Sh- they call it excitement shield? Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, that driver looks like he's going to be oh, happy. Shield up! Ah, we got another code C. Yeah. Yeah. Code C! <laughs> code C! <laughs> code C! Another guest drove up, saw the re- resort. He's like, damn, that's the eighth piece of attention. dirt I had to clean up today. Attention, attention. Code C, code C, stat. Oh, attention, man, I just attention. got the towel cleaned up. Code I got to clean up. Oh, that's a butt. That's a lot of nut to clean up. Windex? <laughs> White buzz? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, tell me about that, man. I'm curious to know why, why it looks like that. Why is it white? It's very white. Well, because of all the white people, the rich white people that stayed there. But hey, um, there um, it was go. on Caucasian Lane. What was I telling you? Yeah. The Asian way, the Caucasian Lane. Pasty way. <laughs> Red Man Road. <laughs> Black Man <Pasty> Boulevard. <laughs> Uh, all right, so if you will Google uh, the Hotel Coronado in San Diego, California, that is where most people believe that the Grand Floridian got its design from, and it did influence it. But there's a lot of other hotels that were also an influence on the design. Uh, the solid white exterior was modeled after the Mount Washington Resort in Britain Woods, New Hampshire. Never been there. Me neither. Um, it's on my bucket list. The resort's sprawling layout with the five outer buildings, you know, that design, and the red roofs and the turrets. That was modeled after that hotel, the Del Coronado in San Diego. Never been there either. And, no, on my bucket list. And also, there's the uh, Brown Hotel in Denver, Colorado, which we've modeled the, the five-story, the open lobby, that design. So that is all. <laughs> so you've been there. No, I've never yeah. been there. No, okay, no. you didn't say anything. <laughs> no, I've never been to a brown hotel, but thankfully they didn't call it the Grand Floridian Brown. Yeah, oh, the Brown Floridian? The Brown Floridian. Yeah, it wouldn't have the same ring. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. Give it a shot. And just in case you didn't know this, all of the different wings of the hotel, they're named after the different islands in the Florida Keys. So the Sago Key, Key. Sugarloaf Key, <laughs> Sago Key. Why do they spell it differently? I don't know. Same- I, I, don't I don't know either. I don't know. That's giving no, me trouble. Like, well. One is spelled K, one is spelled Key. Did you say them both the same way? Don't Just know. Spell a key. Don't know. Yeah. I, also, I don't think it's Sago Key. I think it's Sago Key. Oh, Sago. Sago. Obviously, the secret is Sago. on the lock. Sago Key, Sugarloaf Key, Conch Key, Boga Chica, and Big Pine Key. What is a key anyway? Like everything's this key, that key. Like a little island. Yeah, yeah. it's like an island. Uh, I was going to let Kevin speak on that a little bit more because, uh, you know, that's home. Is Kevin. An island? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. home. No, what I found funny about this was uh, Boca Chica. It, it, now, I may be a little rusty on my Spanish, but doesn't that mean girl's mouth? Boca uh, your mouth. Boca, yeah, because yeah. you tell mouth. someone, Caete la boca, you tell them to shut their mouth. Right, Boca's so, mouth. Yeah, small mouth. Chica. Well, it's not necessarily a girl's No, Chica is small. So small mouth. Oh, well, well Chico, most, Chica. most girls have small mouths, so you can see the connection. Ah, so the small mouth. Okay, like you could say like "Hi, Chica," whatever, but that's slang, right? But an actual is something is chiquito, or it's uh, it's it's small. I like how you like slaughter names in English, but in Spanish, you like. <laughs> yeah, that's because I grew up in the hood, man. I grew up in, in the state <laughs> streets street tacos. in Baytown, Texas, man. Like, like the Chica, I didn't la grew up with white people. 
Well, guys, in case you're curious, <laughs> either, but still. <laughs> in case you're curious, a key is like a, a little sandy island that's built on top of like a coral reef. Oh, like Kokobo oh. Key. Yeah, so like you got a reef, and then like sand just builds up on top of it, and then it becomes an island. So Castaway Key built on a, you know, so yeah, that's how the, that's how it comes to be. And the Sugar Hill right. Gang came from Sugarloaf Key. That's right. Just <laughs> in case you didn't know, Sugar Hill Key. <laughs> yeah, Sugar Hill Key. <laughs> I and love the that. Slink keys before they were. Before they made it big. Yeah, that was just a sugar hill with Wesley Snipes. Yeah. All right. So, like most Disney resorts, there was a few uh, minor construction issues, uh, but nothing as much as we found with uh, with, the, with the original hotels. I think at this point, Disney learned how to build hotels. So there wasn't a lot of major issues. One oh, of the things smart. was, though, that you know supposedly the monorail would clash with the, the aesthetic of the resort, um, which... You know, it didn't seem to be a problem at the Poly, so I don't really understand, you know, how that would come to be. But apparently, it was. But they just—they basically made the where the monorail comes in to be designed like a Victorian train station. So that, of course, kept with the reference to Henry uh, Flagler and his extended rail lines. So that is how they kind of resolved that. But you know, the uh, the other thing was that they had actually redesigned the monorail in between the time they started this construction and were working on it. So the, the cars got bigger and they had to adjust for that. So mm. not a lot of major problems, but those were two of the, uh, two of the more interesting ones. Well, I mean, the land was already cleared. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, they right. had as much it's already problem. in place and you know, yeah, it's just sat there for 20 years yeah. <laughs> waiting for someone to build on it. What a good time uh, by the rail back there when the doors used to work. <laughs> yeah. Nice time that was back then. Now, I, I found this interesting. Of course, like all these hotels on these eastern seaboards were, you know, built out of wood and, you know, you see the outside and it's all like, but of course, with the humidity, um, you know, that didn't work very well uh, in Orlando. So they, they basically used aluminum siding, which was made to look like wood, but they also made sure to cut it in 12 foot links, which is the same size as what it would have been if they'd used wood. Well, that usually works time. better against when wolves come blowing around. <laughs> <laughs> so they opted for the aluminum siding because they said wood. No, I saw that straw. Nah, <laughs> bricks were too expensive. So they yeah. said aluminum. Aluminum's pretty cheap and shiny. Yeah. So the wolf came along. And was like, nope, ain't gonna do it. Ain't gonna exactly. do it. Would be prudent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, if there was anything where a, close, a guest could get up close to it or be able to touch it, those areas were actually made with wood. Ah, that's what happens yeah, when somebody that's, touches that's it. That's imaginary right there, man. You know, that's yeah, Disney thinking. at its finest. You got to yeah, get exactly. wood when somebody starts touching it. That's how it works. <laughs> that's how it happens. So if you're the wolf out there, <laughs> look for those little areas of wood. You might just be able to get through it, although you won't topple the entire building down. No. But you might be at least get in, get yourself a little gingerbread at Christmas. Just a little piece. That's right. A little yeah. piece. Uh, now... I've, I've said this before. Like to me, the Grand Floridian, of course, is very fancy. It's somebody very, at the door. You know, high scale. Must be. Yeah. Did you hear that? That was weird. Like I thought that I was at your even, house. Yeah. I, it was at my house, but it's like a pipe or something in this. That was that ghost that's sitting there behind you. Oh. The ghost like, tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. There's some old ghost. lady behind Mom. you. Or something. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's an aura behind him. There's an aura behind you. Is like there a, a glow? Is there a cold spot where you are? 
Did you like buy like a, a house that some old lady died in or something like that? Built on Indian burial ground. Yeah, and it was just cheaper. You know, so you just deal with a ghost <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, just deal with it. You know, I mean, the kids get sucked into the TV every once in a while, but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, well, as long as you throw a rope at the TV, you pull. You just right call Tangina; she'll take care of that. <laughs> when do we get to the food, man? I'm hungry. Actually, next we're gonna talk about the food next. Are we? Okay, good. All right, good, good. Food next. All right. So again, you know, many of the Grand Floridian interiors uh, include extensive marble work, cage elevator, um, grand staircase, multi-million-dollar artwork, sofas, chairs, all this stuff. Uh, so this happy, eclectic Victorian style was inspired by a number of sources, including those found in San Francisco, Florida, the Bahamas, England, Australia, so on and so forth. Um, <laughs> that guy, that guy. Right. This one and the other one. Bookshelves of rich mahogany. <laughs> crushed leather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just bragging here, you know. Yeah. So... When the design team first began the project, they viewed this 900-room hotel as suitable for guests in gowns and black ties. But after they presented to Disney, they wanted to shift the focus to be more, you know, fun and more a little more casual. So basically, they, they said, look, we like what you do, but let's, like, make it 10% less formal. <laughs> so, again, this is actually less formal than the original design uh, of the hotel which is interesting because it's about as formal as you can get on Disney property. That's nice. Yeah, um, it is very yeah, nice. It is, it is nice. Um, so just like the contemporary aligns with Tomorrowland, the Polynesian aligns with Adventureland, the Grand Floridian was designed to align with Main Street. So, you know, the, the, the white arches and the woodwork and the train station and all that stuff. So that's that's where the Grand the, that monorail ties into the Magic Kingdom. Aha! See? It all yeah. worked together. Oh, so, okay. So, that being said, what would the Asian theme have tied into? Because would it have been... Because you've already got Polynesian with Adventureland. Uh-huh. So, what would the Asian theme have tied into? The railroads? Because they probably helped to build them? Yeah, because they built it. <laughs> uh, th- that could be an, a possibility. Let's see. What else could an Asian have tied into? Could you have moved... You see, that's the problem is that you're in a, in a, a predefined space. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing I think of is like, e- even if you look at the map, like uh, if you go further west from Polynesia, maybe even northwest, you run into Asia. Mm-hmm. So geographically, okay. maybe it could work depending on how the, the resorts are laid, uh, you know, with the resorts layout, but not necessarily yeah. with the park itself. But yeah. he just clumped everybody together. I just, think, I just think it's interesting because that was the whole idea before, you know, when they started with this. And so how, how did they expect to tie the, you know, the Asian thing uh the Asian themed resort into it. <laughs> ah, that's a Chinese secret, man. <laughs> we can't tell you that. So they, they were going to put a soy sauce stand on Main Street. And it just, just, here you go. Here's yeah, your tie-in. Right next to the egg roll cart. That's very good. Yeah. All right. So, Kevin, let's talk about dining. Uh, hey, do you have any dining hey. reservations? Do you have any dining reservations? At, I do. Uh, I do have. A, I do have a trivia question. Lead off this little part of your, your oh, presentation cool. here, if What's I could. Uh, all right, guys, y'all ready? How many Walt Disney World restaurants have been awarded the exclusive AAA Five Diamond Award? Zero, one, two, or three are your answers. So, how many of those 
Walt Disney World restaurants have been awarded this exclusive AAA Five Diamond Award. Well, this is Lee's sh- uh, show, so let's let Lee go first. Yeah, what do you think? I'll just guess one. You're guessing one, okay. I'm going to go along with that because I would imagine Victoria and Albert's easy. I can't imagine anything quite on that level beyond that. So I'll go at one. Yeah. I'll go for three. You're going for three? Why not? Well, the correct answer is one, and it is, in fact, Victoria and Albert's at Dizzy's Grand Floridian Resort. And How Spa. about that? And just to let you guys know, the award is given after 10 years of excellence at the Four Diamond level. And it is uh, currently, uh, you know, it, as we, far as we know, is the only restaurant in Central Florida to earn this prestigious designation distinction. Yes. There you go. So there you go. Except Victoria for Chili's. Except for Chili's is probably better than that. I believe they won it one year. Yes. Yes. I can't be wrong about that. Yeah, Arby's yeah. Arby's <laughs> made it seven years. Uh, it petered <laughs> out. Ten. Yeah, well, the whole cheese sauce debacle. Yeah, not going to have you know they had that one bad year of cheese sauce. Chili's was able to hire all the top chefs from Victoria Alberts for that one year for uh-huh. one year contract, and they took it and they won the award, and then everybody else left again. These things happen. These it things does. happen. Yeah, yeah. They all drifted that one market, and then that was it. So, Kevin, what's your uh, reservations? Uh, I don't. I don't think I have any at the oh, restaurant. So you don't have a Narcuzzi's reservation. I don't have a Narcuzzi's no? reservation. What the? You miss it now, buddy. Why are you even staying there? No, what? Come you on, because I don't want to stay there. Narcuzzi. Right there. Oh, just move on. Let's go. By the water. <laughs> by the water. Lord. You get the fireworks. You can check that out. Have your family there. Have a nice little time. And probably, hopefully, we could do that from my room too. Eh, it's Keep not the same there. as being on the water. At Narcozies, man. Come on. I'm disappointed in you, Kevin. Well, not my fault. So there you go. Damn. Oh, <laughs> who booked this? Huh? Who booked it? Uh, well, let's leave that off here. Damn. Okay, let's just leave that off here. Wow. We Damn. Stop asking that man questions, Danny. <laughs> it's perfectly fine to talk about me coming all over the car <laughs> and the guys cleaning out the cum and <laughs> towels used, but Absolutely. God, don't ask. Me about my reservation. Don't you talk about where I eat. I tell you about where I put my nipple clamps at. Exactly right. But you dare talk about where I got my reservation. Let's talk about the toilet in my bedroom. But guys, that's right. Just leave the reservation. That's that's just that's just the limit. That's my secret. You got it. You just hit the top. That's enough. That's well, right. That's where I draw the line. Well, I'm talking about reservations. Restaurant. Now let's talk about my ass cheek really quick. That's right. My ass cheek's fine. I need to vid about that. Exactly. <laughs> I learned what poopery was from this man. <laughs> he not even tell me where he's going to oh. eat. <laughs> he shut that weed yeah, down. Like, no, I don't have that. anything at, at Grand Floridian, fortunately. That is sad. You think like you go, you might like after hearing this, you think you might at least take a game. If I get a chance, no. I mean, it's not that I don't want to. Okay. okay. I mean, it's not. It's not out of my control as far as want to. So, did you put in your opinion? I put in my opinion. I had it all planned, and uh-huh. things changed. So, that was that. Well, okay, Kevin, you're gonna like this part. Uh, yeah. People are gonna like this part, but you specifically had asked about it. So, let's talk a little bit about the dining that's available at uh, the Grand Floridian. Awesome. Uh, you can't talk about the Grand Floridian without mentioning Victorian Alberts. Now, you, of course, you mentioned the the Five Diamond. This is like top of the tops. You know, if you really want to go all out and all that kind of stuff, you go to Victorian Alberts. Uh, now, you also have to bring a suit. Not a suit, but at least a jacket mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, you, you got to be prepared for that. But the uh, restaurant itself was named after the British monarchs, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. 
And, uh, you know, I will say this, there's so many times I've heard about uh, Victoria and Alberts that they get all these crank calls wanting to know if they got Prince Albert in a can. So you know, <laughs> I didn't realize that's where that came from. But yeah, yes. that's it. All right, so you got Citrico's. So Citrico's was actually originally an Italian restaurant named Flagler's Restaurant, named after, of course, Henry Flagler, who we talked about before. And the gallery outside the restaurant features 11 original maps of Florida up to the period of Flagler's Railroad Lines. Uh, rumor has it that they actually had changed the name in Citrico's in 1997 due to some copyright violations from the use of Flagler Restaurant, which there were already several. So... I don't. I've never heard of Flagler Restaurant, but I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot in Florida, maybe. Yeah, there's a few, and uh, there's a couple different restaurants like Flagler's Restaurant, or you know, um, some variation thereof yeah. is basically yeah. what it comes down to. But the the Flagler Restaurant, like they had paintings. I remember in the restaurant itself of like steam engines and stuff like that. I mean, it was really again more of a tie-in back to just. Just to kind of show you, yeah, this resort would not exist without the influence of Henry Flagler. Uh, Narcuzzi's, of course, uh, a favorite of the show. Uh, now, yeah. this restaurant was named after a town in Osceola County known for its citrus groves, which is funny that that wouldn't be the same for Citricos, but okay. And actually, just uh, to kind of back you up there a little bit, in, in, in the Brom guide, Burn Bomb Guide here in 1988, they refer to Narcuzzi's as Narcuzzi Nick's. Narcuzzi Nicks. Nicks, yes. And so oh. basically the description here says octagon shaped and open beamed this seafood restaurant and bar is planned for a manic shoreline location. Broiled steam, sauteed and smoked fresh seafood characterized the menu cooked in an open kitchen, which we still have the open kitchen. Live entertainment features a ballad singer who will tell guests all about Nick. Who's Nick? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I thought you were going. No. Say, suddenly, it doesn't sound quite as nice of a restaurant when it's called Narcuzzi Nick. It's Nick Dolty. It, it sounds like some surf shop. <laughs> now, granted, this might have been back in 1987 because, like I said, Birnbaum guys seem to be a year behind. But that's interesting to note that that's the only place I've ever seen Narcuzzi Nick's. Well, in yeah, 1987, it is well known that. Steve Birnbaum was on heroin. That is a joke. I please don't sue us, Mr. Birnbaum. I was have lots of money and powerful lawyers. Uh, like you just say that so like straight. <laughs> I was like, what? what? Okay. I am. I am curious about this, and I have to know who Narcuzzi Nick is. Yeah, I'm kind of curious myself. Sounds like a pimp name. It really. It Again, it just it really does change the whole dynamic of the restaurant because I always just knew it as this fine dining uh, establishment. Mm-hmm. It really does make it sound like a little beach hut yeah, somewhere. That was known as a pimp named Narcuzzi. You know what? Can I tell you something, Kevin? Yeah. You're going to Disney. You're going to be am. at the Grand Floridian. There is nothing stopping you from walking right will, over Narcuzzi's. I will bring this book. Not eating and, and say... say who is, who is this man? <laughs> you find you him. Find him. <laughs> May I speak to Nick, please? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Who? You know Nick. Narcuzzi Nick. Nick. Who, who, I want to talk to him, please. Uh, do we have a Nick here? <laughs> no, can I yeah. tell you? This is like, and we're going to get to this in, in a minute, but I mean, the birdcage is in um, the lobby of, of the Grand Floridian. 
I remember going there in, in about, I want to say it was around 2002, and seeing birds in there. And going back fairly recently and being like, what happened to the birds? Like, and I just never got around to asking, but finally asked somebody, this, what happened to the birds? And they're like, what birds? And like, nobody, nobody knew, knows. Yeah. yeah. That at one point in time, there were real birds in there. So, I mean, it is a shame, but unfortunately, I'd probably ask uh, like an older cast member that's been there for a while. If they know who Narcuzzi Nick is, so that like, would have been uh, Richard um, the Greeter, right? Yeah, that would have been him. But yeah, unfortunately, I, yeah. I didn't even think about that at the time. I just kind of went up to somebody and asked them. And yeah. after a while, it was like, okay, I can see where this is going. I've got things to do in the parks. I got to go. But it 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 is something to where it, you know you always think about all these things that you can do before you get there, and you get there, and there's no time. Well, how would you even know that? And probably like Narcuzzi Nick is some Ray Liotta looking guy on witness protection or something like that. All right. Well, there you go. Um, Kevin's going to look into that and he's going to yep. let us know who Narcuzzi Nick really was. Yes. If, uh, Legend of Narcuzzi Nick. If he, if he actually existed one day. Yeah. And if any of you out there know who Narcuzzi Nick is. Probably a guy that wrote on an armadillo or something like that. <laughs> <I'll look>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk about 1900 Park Fair. All right, another, okay. Uh, favorite. I, I really do like 1900 Park Fair myself. Uh, uh, Same of all here. the buffets we've ever been to, to me, it's, it's hands above any other buffet on property. I don't even look um, at it as a buffet. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah. But it, I mean, it's, it's just the food is delicious. Um, so the name is uh, a reference to the Victorian time period when the, uh, the Grand Floridian is meant to portray, as well as homage to the Ponce de Leon Hotel in St. Augustine, Florida, again, that Henrik Flagler built. Um, both the promenade and the eatery of the Ponce de Leon Hotel were called Park Fair. Inside the hotel, inside the restaurant, there's a Victorian carousel theme, which is evident uh, with the carousel horses situated throughout the restaurant. Above the wall, the main entrance sits Big Bertha, a Limonier French band organ built nearly a century ago in Paris. This was built by Gavoli and Company and used from 1909 to 1955 in Ramona Park, an amusement park in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The instruments include pipes, drums, bells, cymbals, castanets, and a xylophone played by a piano roll score. By yeah, the way, Big Bertha, also the name of Eli's first wife. Yes. <laughs> uh, also related to Large March. <laughs> that was his girlfriend following <laughs> his stay, first wife. I stay consistent. All right. Uh, so let's touch base on Gasparilla Island Grill. This has got a really interesting backstory here. So Gasparilla Island Grill is, is the uh, Grand Floridian's 24-hour quick service restaurant. Used to be known as Gasparilla Grill and Games um, before they rehabbed it in 2013 and removed the arcade games. But uh, the name Gasparilla is attributed to the legendary pirate named Jose Gaspar. Didn't realize there was Hispanic pirates, but uh, it makes sense, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, side note: My plumber's name is Gaspar, so there's that. But uh, thanks for sharing. That's <laughs> the only Gaspar I knew of. I didn't know there was a, a pirate named Gaspar. I need a need to tell him this next time he comes over to fix my kitchen sink or whatever. Now nah, he works your pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's messing up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
According to legend, uh, Gaspar operated the southwest Florida area from the late 1700s through the early 18 until the early 1800s. That's a long time. So Gaspar well, Island was where he, you know, late, set a base. The the late 1700s to the early 1800s is not that that long. Okay, <laughs> depends on how late and how early, I guess. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> if, if it's 1790 to 1805, yeah. it, it looks like a it looks like a big range when you read it on yeah. paper like that. So, all right, well, Gasparilla Island was where Gaspar had set up base um, and where he stored his treasures. And when he captured a ship, he would bring all the male prisoners in, and they would either be put to death or recruited into his pirate crew. The females, they'd be taken captive, captive and moved over to Captiva Island, where they would either serve as concubines to Gaspar and his crew or await ransom from their families. Oh my! Um, Damn. So yeah, so this is you can see why Disney would want to tie this into their restaurant. I mean, it's, it's very family oriented. <laughs> Who would like human <laughs> trafficking meal, please? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, but uh, you know, we had to change pirates because uh, you know because of the redhead or whatever. But well, if course, you notice, uh, it used to be Gasparilla Grilling Games, and they're like. Well, it's not named after Gasparilla the pirate. It's named after Gasparilla the island. So now it's Gasparilla Island Grill. So I do think they did uh, try to disassociate themselves with it in sure. some kind of way. I yeah. guess you could look at it like that. <laughs> Video games. I mean, the and- island's where they put everyone and they made them concubines on the island. So, <laughs> okay, I'll roll with that. Now, you did read uh, the, the next sentence, though, right, Lee? Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's no real evidence that Jose Gaspar ever existed. So... If he didn't exist, that means that Disney made up this whole backstory to go with Gasparilla Grilling Games, uh, which is a wild backstory off of uh, no, like, a non-existent pirate. That sounds no. like profiling. They're just going to make this man a human trafficker like that. Lee, actually, there was a hotel on Gasparilla Island that made up the legend of Jose Gaspar, oh, a.k.a. Okay. Gasparilla, and actually enticed their guests to go look for Gasparilla's hidden treasure because this is where his island was, and there was treasure all throughout the island, and so that was part of like a promotional material that would oh. go out to your guests, and you'd get a map of the island, and guests would actually go out searching for this fictional pirate's treasure. I mean, this happened way, way, way back, but really, Gasparilla Island was around way before... Jose Gaspar ever was around. So Disney did right. not create a backstory okay, about women sure. getting raped and made into concubines. No, that did not happen. It didn't seem too family oriented. <laughs> I thought I was it's like I didn't realize this. I was so vague in my summation. Oh I need to God. do better, I guess. All right. Cool. I it could have been called Sasparilla Island. I think that would have been a lot safer. Uh, I, I was you know what? next time I'm just I should have wrote in Gangstalicious Island. <laughs> and see if Lee would have been like, wow. I can't believe Disney did that. <laughs> I love that. I love that group. Yeah. Oh, man. You've been trapped well, you know, what? <laughs> Trish. <laughs> but just to let you know, at, at one point, they had uh, they had your top your own burger uh, fair at the Gasparilla Grill in games. Top your own oh. burger? Yeah, kind of like a, a, what was, was a place in Frontierland? Uh, Pecos Bills? Pecos Bills, yeah, when they yeah. had the, the top your own burger bar thing. Oh man, those bars are cool. Now, granted, this was back in '98, so I don't know if they still have it, but yeah. No, they don't have a top your own burger grill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit more like they your should. typical. Yeah, like that would be nice. Kind of thing, it's, right? Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit more your typical quick. But one thing that separates it from a lot of the other counters is it's open 24 hours. Yes, I yeah. don't know that I can definitively say. I know at one point in time it was the only one open 24 hours. 
I can't think of anything else that's open up 24 hours. I loved it. I loved going there. Like, you know, we, me and Aaron would go out there, grab some coffee, sit around, talk, uh, grab some beer like we recorded out there. And yeah. Part, so, yeah, no, it was I, – I, I loved it. I'm looking Gaspar forward to that. Girl. Yeah, that should be nice. Yeah. A uh, little known fact, uh, Jose Gaspar's cousin is Jose Cuervo. Oh, <laughs> how about that? I love his tequila. Strong yeah. <laughs> stuff. Uh, Meisner's Lounge is named in honor of Addison Meisner, who's an architect who is credited with establishing that whole 1920s Palm Beach architecture scene. So Meisner's Lounge celebrates him with a contemporary oil painting of Palm Beach's Worth Avenue, which he designed. Um, The painting was inspired by a photo from the time the street was completed. In addition, framed photos from the the turn-of-the-century book of Miser's work are displayed in the entrance area to the lounge. So I've seen you guys have been to Miser's Lounge. I have been yes. quite a few times. Yes. Yeah. Quick question. So uh, it says right here that the painting was inspired by a photo of Palm Beach's Worth Avenue. Who founded Palm Beach? Flagler. <laughs> I like how he said that. that Jack Bauer Flagler. Flagler. He almost said it like Seinfeld. Newman. <laughs> Very good. That is right. So yeah, there you go. Right. Bring it, it right back goes home. Goes back to Flagler yes. eventually. Reach it around. Circle of life. Flagger. Flagler. Flagler life. Flag. 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 Er. Er. What are y'all the Budweiser frogs all of yeah. a sudden? Flag. Er. Blur. Flag. Flag. Er. All right, so Kevin, when you I stay at the Grand Floridian, you're going to see in the uh, in the main lobby. There's three chandeliers. They're each 16 feet tall, weighing one ton, hang 40 feet above the lobby. So there's huge, huge chandeliers. Three there in the lobby. chandeliers of mm-hmm. such cunning. <laughs> <laughs> you must pass each one to make it to the cup of Christ. <laughs> I, I, I want the knife. Again, 40 feet tall and one ton does sound, again, like Eli's last girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was 40 feet tall. Oh, damn. 16 feet. There's a reason she's still called the tow truck to this day. Oh. oh. Well, hey, look, she helped some friends out of a pretty tough spot. So A good pretty deep she, ditch, actually. It was. Q Fong, get out the car. Yeah. <laughs> I'll lift this truck without your help. <laughs> Eli, where are we going to eat? I right, wherever you want. Right. <laughs> You're the boss. Eat my b- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <Yeah>. man. Okay. <laughs> but I guess don't I don't ask that. about his reservations. Exactly. Like, uh, don't whatever reservations. you do. That's right. Don't ask about the reservations. Yeah, no. Right. All right, Kevin. So you also want to look for these bird cages that are in the ground floor of the lobby. Oh, these do they have Chinese birds? Styled. They have birds. They have birds? Cages. That bird cages. Oh, like so, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. Are <laughs> there dancing. <laughs> Hank Azaria's there. Hank Azaria. I don't wear shoes. <laughs> a little Twyla. A little Twyla. And Fosse. Fosse. Madonna. 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 <laughs> uh, so these these bird cages are located in the main lobby. This is a uh, large Chinese-style aviary that was crafted in Spain. For, for many years, these bird cages housed a pair of lovebirds. But alas, today it sits empty. Because they died. Well, maybe. Uh, so these particular birds were <laughs> bred for the Grand Floridian, particularly 
and chosen because their color matched the hotel's lobby scheme. Now, yes, yeah, so the birds aren't there anymore. Um, as Danny alluded to earlier, they, we've asked about this, we've researched this. There's no definitive answer as to why they're not there anymore. I, I got to imagine some of it's got to do just with the housekeeping, keeping up with the cleaning of those cages. Uh, Birds are not exactly the most clean animals. No, and, you know, they they go especially a in a lot. cage. So you're saying housekeeping got rid of them? <laughs> they they can't let them out. No. And they flew away. Um, no, no, I am tired of cleaning the cages. Oh, that's tweet, another tweet. thing. Here, here's another interesting note. So when the Grand Floridian first opened, mm-hmm. it was so luxurious. Like you know how normally you go to you check into one of these Disney hotels and the maids are walking around. They've got the little roller carts with all the yeah. essentials that you would need, and they replenish your room. Yeah. Apparently, for a while at least, these maids were forbidden from doing that because that wasn't elegant turn of the century behavior. Ah. They had to carry around all your stuff in wicker baskets. What? Oh yes, goodness. which you gotta imagine had to be tough on but the old Yeah, back. I would say. Yeah. So like just carrying baskets just, around. No no wheels, no They put it on their heads and balance it? Uh, no, put they would just heads. carry them around <laughs> in their hands. That was how I heard. Now I thought last time I was there that was not the case anymore. But when uh, it when first opened, that apparently was the case. Hmm. So I'm curious, like when you go and you're staying there, yeah, see whether or not they have wicker baskets that they're carrying around. See whether or not uh, any of them remember those days. See whether or not any of those women have developed scoliosis <laughs> or any kind of curvature <laughs> of the, the spine, spine. Yeah, right. From having had to carry around that many wicker baskets, there's like they all named Quasimodo at that point. <laughs> yeah. Quasimodo, give me that towel. I need a towel. But Man. yeah, uh, cleaning the cages. Uh, yeah, that is that is something that they would have had to have done every day, and that would have uh, been I mean, tough. Are these bird cages at a level where someone could touch them? Like, could kids stick their fingers in there? Anything oh. weird like that? Oh God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I oh, remember God, seeing that. Yes. Yeah, but you know, like lovebirds are like a breed of parrot, also. So I mean, that the, the noise could have also factored into it. It's kind of hard to enjoy the elegance of the lobby. And the uh, and the piano player, if there's some squawking going oh, on true, in the man. back, that ain't nothing but passion. Maybe they were trying to sing along to the, uh, the, the songs <laughs> that the piano were playing. You know, that could have been the it. Man. Was like maybe one of the guests taught him a bad word or something. You never know. <laughs> they got sent out to flights of wonder because they couldn't make the cut in the birdcage. <laughs> have a Disney day. <laughs> Get that bird out of here. We're gonna uh, do with that. Speaking of bird cages, the the elevator is actually like. Uh, as a replica of a of a bird cage, of an open cage, uh, the elevator, uh, whatever you call it, um, the housing. I don't know what what you call it, but it's it's designed like a bird cage. Uh, the the main elevator in the lobby. Yeah, it resembles the bird cage from, from across the way. Now, not you know identically, but I mean it it yeah. is a resemblance because it's one of those old open cage elevators that you would have yeah. seen around the time period yeah. Yeah, yeah. that it's trying to embody. They're cool. I've been on those elevators. You have been on those elevators. I've been on those elevators. Yeah, because yeah, that's what like when I go when I used to go to Thanksgiving a lot. Uh, I you know I always go there just you know check out the gingerbread house yeah. all those get in the atmosphere because it always looks really cool in that lobby. I always like going running up and down the grand sk- staircase. Oh, see that's yeah. nice too. I that's like that. cool. Yeah, that, the grand staircase is pretty killer too. It is. I'm sure my kids I like are sliding down the, the banner. David Banner. I'm sure David likes it even more. Yeah. (laughs) Lee, come here. Hulk smash. 
He has to contain the rage that dwells within him. <laughs> All right, so the lobby, uh, in the lobby, you'll find a pianist and the orchestra playing uh, from at various times. Um, the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra uh, was established in 1988. And at one time, they only played ragtime music. Uh, of course, as times changed, so did the orchestra. They played Dixie, traditional jazz, uh, popular Disney songs, etc., etc. The orchestra was formed by Patrick Doyle. The orchestra's band leader until 2016, and he's now a part-time drummer. Many of the band members sport Disney 20-year service rings, indicating their longtime Disney cast member status. What a cool so gig, play, man! Yeah, right. I mean, that, I that's right. Doing that. yeah. That's your retirement I'd gig. I'd love yeah. to have done that gig. Well, I mean, I probably break in. I have to wait for one of those guys to pass in order for me to take a gig. Well, from the sound of things, yeah. it won't be that long, dude. Just get your yeah. name on the list. I'll talk to their caretaker. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> can't take, I talk to you for a minute just come over here a little bit I got a job for you so the orchestra plays 7 days a week 4 o'clock, 520, 625, 735 and 9pm 420 you've also got the pianist um, now there's a vintage Victorian piano in the lobby mm-hmm. that was obtained from an estate in Georgia and is played by Wes Hamrick Hamrick um, has performed at the Grand Floridian since it opened and uh, after a four-year stint at several hotels in Hawaii, he moved back to Orlando in 1996 and is pre- back performing at the Grand Floridian. So Hamrick plays uh, from 3 to 3.30, 4.15 to 5.15, 6 to 6.25, 7.10 to 7.40, and 8.20 till 9 o'clock. Which, uh, as you can tell, coincides exactly with the orchestra's playing. So if the orchestra didn't play, and Hamrick's playing. If Hamrick's not playing, yep. orchestra. It's really, today, it's a great place to be in the evening, and I think Kevin, you'll really appreciate it when y'all have that day off. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Heck, maybe even the evenings after I'm done with my days, sure, I can sure. catch a late set for sure. That's right. You know, get your name in there with them now. Okay, man, mm-hmm. can I sit in? This one, play yeah. one. Can I play one too, man? Don't let the fact that I'm a percussionist get into this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Should, I, you can, should. I can try to play a piano. That'd be hey, funny. I can, fl- I can flash my union card. Hey, guys, I'm one of you guys. I was going to say, that'd be funny as hell. Like, you come out there, like, I would like to play instrument with you guys. Like, what do you do, son? Like, you just pull out your Why resume. Why don't you just show up in a tux, like, Kevin, and be like, hey, I'm here to play. Uh, Joe <laughs> told me to come over at 6. Yeah, so Patrick's I'm 6, so the union sent me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to play. I'm going to play with y'all guys. Don't worry about Patrick. What's messed I up? I, I have a tux I can bring. <laughs> wow. Do that. If it doesn't work, just go have dinner at Victoria now. There you wow. go. <laughs> well, That'd be awesome. Yeah, you can't go rock with it so you'd be like James oh, baby plans are blown let's go eat a victorian yeah. by the way uh, did you know that uh the original name victorian albert in accordance to the 1989 uh burn bomb was it was really uh vicky and al's vicky and al's <laughs> <laughs> you ate it vicky and al's <laughs> and then they changed vicky and al's yeah they switched to that yeah right. I like Al, that. put out a suit put out a suit will you damn it vicky i was riding my ass <laughs> All right. All right, Kevin. So uh, also check out the flooring. Uh, the flooring was redone in 2010, and uh, they got all new marble and they all the tiles. They incorporated Disney characters into its design, and uh, these placement of the characters was chosen very carefully. So each location has special significance to the characters in the story. So, for example, Miss Potts and, and Chip and a Rose are outside the Garden View Tea Room. 
That's cool. A silhouette, yeah, silhouettes of Cinderella and Prince Charming are at the foot of the grand staircase. Which makes sense because that's why they do the wedding photography mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. And then Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, and Pluto are inside the main first floor entrance and opposite the monorail station. Yeah, and that's not even mm-hmm. talking about uh, Tinkerbell has her own thing. There's the Peter Pan mm-hmm. and the, the Darling children are flying. I mean, it's a nice little fun game of hide-and-seek with your children. Yeah, I have to check that out. Yeah, we were there in 2010 and actually saw them installing this stuff. It was oh, really? really, really cool. Like, you walk in, like, what are they doing? They must be remodeling. And all of a sudden, you would go by at various points of the day and various points of the next day, and you'd be like... Oh, wow, and there's Goofy. Oh, wow, and there's Pluto. Oh, that's wow, and there's... Cool. It, it was really cool to watch them install this stuff. So, yeah, that's it, it's a real treat. It's something that you kids have a lot of fun with. It's a great hide-and-seek game. Well, I'm glad because my feet cannot touch old tile. Oh, well... Uh, so, uh, I'm glad they replaced it recently because... No. Uh, heaven forbid I step on some old tile. No, not those big island feet you got. No, man. I don't have, have to throw down. down some, like, like palm leaves or something. So, yeah. I have to step in... Rose petals. Older in 2010. That was my limit. That's my limit. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be fairly fun to check out. Yeah. Uh, also, especially for Kirk and the courtyard, there's a Mary Poppins topiary uh, that's in the uh, courtyard outside of 1900 Park Fair. Um, and she even has the uh, the umbrella in her bag and the, and the topiary, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a nice little find, especially like Eli's seen this before. When you're sitting out there waiting to get into 1900 Park Fair, they, they have a little courtyard area. She used to be right dead in the center, and now they kind of got her off to the side a little bit. That's a really nice touch there. It's like, it's unmistakable. Like, wow, what a really great representation of Mary Poppins. Because really, all in all, that is one thing. So Mary Poppins... Appears there, but it also the breakfast at 1900 Park Fair is mm-hmm. called the Supercalifragilistic Breakfast after one Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, right. yeah. yeah. So she has a representation at the resort, so you can be happy about that. But another character doesn't get her, her, her just due. And then, and this is kind of like to me, this is one of the reasons why my wife and I kind of bonded to this resort was Alice in Wonderland has a huge presence. We're not going to get into it later, so we'll just you know touch upon it really mm-hmm. quickly now. Lee and I'm sure we'll talk about the tea party that they have at Aurora and Prince Philip. Uh, they have a tea party there, and they do the whole story, and she gives out roses, and that's very well known, but a little lesser known is that there is an Alice in Wonderland tea party at 1900 Park Fair for only kids. Adults not allowed. I think oh, I remember you okay, mentioning something yeah. like this last time you were there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, part of your trip report, probably. So <laughs> there's a big Alice in Wonderland presence at uh, the Grand Floridian in, right. in inclusion to 1900 Park Fair uh, with the Tea Party. 1900 Park Fair's breakfast also features Alice and the Mad Hatter. And in, in addition to that, if you go outside, right by the pool, you have an Alice in Wonderland pool play area. Including oh, wow. a huge Mad Hatter hat that collects water and periodically it would just dump on anybody. Whoever happens to be uh, playing around that area, you don't know when it's going to happen. All of a sudden, the sucker just tilts and somebody gets doused in water. It's really cool. It's a nice little play area. Uh, it's another thing we got to, we got to see constructed while we were staying on property. So it was a really nice uh, representation of Alice in Wonderland at the Grand Floridian. So just in case, and this is where it all ties in together, there is a lot of character at the Grand Floridian. Uh For this Victorian elegance, believe it or not, there's a lot of character there to be found. And done done nicely, I'm sure. Oh, elegantly. Yeah, elegantly, yeah. Very tactfully. Hey, Kevin, while you're there, why don't you uh, renew your vows? You've got a wedding pavilion there. It costs money, I think, right? 
Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I think the uh, I think a wedding at the at the wedding pavilion starts at like five thousand. Damn. Yeah, it starts there. Uh, I'm good. What's interesting <laughs> is that they actually have a whole department. It's the, they've got a whole thing just for doing weddings. The Disney Fairy Tale Weddings and Honeymoons Department, and that's how you can set that up through that department. And uh, yeah, I mean that's all they do is deal with weddings and brides and grooms and and all that kind of stuff. Not you for know, none, but five thousand for a wedding these days. Nothing. Not probably well, these days. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, yeah. 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 on five thousand. That's like that's like eloping for five thousand dollars. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah. Uh, this was I thought this was funny. So, according to Wikipedia, in addition to the chapel, the venue also includes Frank's, a planning studio inspired by Martin Short's eccentric character of the 1991 film Father of the Bride. So, I thought, well, that's a joke. It's, you know, someone's playing trying to be funny on uh, on Wikipedia or whatever, but no, I actually checked it and yeah, it's a real thing. So, that's uh, where those are the people that do all the videoing and you know that kind of stuff of the wedding so there's a real place called frank's and it's uh, inspired by martin shorts are you God. sure you met yeah. martin short you met steve martin no he, he's martin right shorts. it's martin short steve martin was the father of the bride martin right. short was the coordinator but his name wasn't frank what was it, it was frunk <laughs> oh, Frank! Oh, well, Read the spelling: F R A N C K. Frank. Frank. Okay. Frank. You never saw Father of the Bride? I never saw. It. I actually know. I've never oh, seen it. Oh, for God's sake! Okay. Well, so it's yes, it's Frank. not Frank. <laughs> There's no it's wedding Frank. planner. There's no wedding planner named Frank. There's no wedding planner named Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's Nick's weddings. Yeah, Nickuzi. Nickuzi Nick's weddings. Yeah. <laughs> I got everything you need. You got your condolences for you. Everything you need over here. Got it. I got the papers. Yeah. I got the papers. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, it's Frank. Frank, uh, Frank uh, is the uh, Martin Short character from Father of the Bride. Gonna Frank you up. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. learn something every day. Frank. Frank. Frankenstein. Right. Oh, wow. All right. Well, okay, Danny, let's talk about this. Your favorite place at the Grand Floridian is... Well, the bedroom. After, after no, yeah. <laughs> at the spa, of course. Yes, yeah, it's a spa. It's spa at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Ooh, it's a full sisters. service spa and health club, uh, Victorian theme setting, offering massage, body treatments, and more. Uh, used to simply be known as the Grand Floridian Spa and Health Club. It wasn't even operated by Disney. Disney had outsourced the operation of all their spas to Nikki Bryan Spas. Uh, the terms of the lease gave Nikki Bryan control of the space, and Walt Disney had no say in the matter. Uh, but upon the expiration of that lease, uh, Disney announced an 18-month complete multi-million dollar renovation in 2011. A fully remodeled spa, now owned and operated by Disney, opened as Census Spa in late 2012. Imagineers blended grand Floridian turn-of-the-century elegance with modern touches, plus a dash of Disney whimsy. Now, do you know this? You know, <laughs> Disney whimsy, Disney whimsy, but you know they can get the uh, the the kids can get like the makeover there. Like if you can't get into um, you know Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique or whatever, they have the little spa and they'll do it. Uh, they'll do a makeover for them there at the uh, at the spa there. No, not at oh. Senses. It's like something else. Ivy Trellis. Okay, go all right. That, then that may be the name of it. I, I can't remember the name yeah. of it off the top of my head, but that might be it. it but it's not at. At senses itself, no, 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 but it's in the Grand Floridian, right? But it's correct, in that correct. area, absolutely. Because my okay. daughter had her hair done there and proceeded yeah. to traumatize the lady so much so <laughs> my wife gave her a tip 
and then went back later on, decided she didn't give her enough, and gave her a second tip. What she wow. do? What she do? Like throw curlers at the lady or something? Like they were making her up as Belle, her and Emmy side by side, and for whatever reason, Lily lost it. I've got lots of pictures of the interior of Lily losing it in that place. So, oh wow! Yeah, it, it was it was it was not good. You had to come back and take uh. the lady twice. What was it called again, Lee? Say it one more time. It's on the second floor. Uh. It's an Ivy Trellis. It's Ivy Trellis. Okay, so that's on the second floor. It's next to Basin White, if, if memory serves. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, well, the reason I'm bringing that up is because Disney just announced they're going to be expanding Bibbidi Boppity Boutique over to the Grand Floridian. Um, so that's, that's upcoming. And so you're still going to have Bibbidi Boppity Boutique in D- Disney Springs and at the Castle. But now there's going to be an actual Bibbidi Boppity Boutique at the Grand Floridian. Interesting. Hey, that was just announced. Yeah. yeah, that was just announced this week. Hey, just to kind of take it back a little bit with the fitness club, back in 1988, it was called St. John's, which was the hotel's health club, offering uh, an exercise room with state-of-the-art equipment, saunas, locker facilities, and massage rooms. That makes sense. Yeah. That actually was, does make sense that it would have uh, that it would have undergone a second name change. Yeah. It should have. Yeah. I want to go get massaged by somebody named St. John. And then subsequent... Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Wait, what? You want to get massaged I by somebody named... I said, I don't. Named... Just FYI, they, they, in subsequent Birnbaum guys, they, uh, they, they just refer to it as the health club. Instead ah, of St. John's. So they dropped the St. John's at some point. I'm not sure when. Okay. Let's uh, just run through these shops real quick. There's the Basin White, Commander Porters, In Mouse Mercantile, Sandy Cove Gifts and Sundries, and summer lace, so there's plenty of shopping at the Grand Floridian as well. Yeah, tons of stuff. Looking forward to checking that out as well. I like Basin. Yeah. Basin, they have one. I think at Downtown Disney, don't they, or something like that? Uh, okay. They the do. Yeah, uh, this is, is Basin White. That, that's my wife's favorite store. I yeah, mean, every single time we go there, soaps, lotion, bath bombs. Oh, the bath bombs. Oh yeah, with hidden Mickey's and all the little. But so you put the bath bomb. Next thing you know, you're floating in a tub of hidden little Mickey's, and it's really kind of cool. Uh, uh, same the Commander Porters. I love that. That's where I got introduced to the 28th and Main line of clothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward Was to checking that. that. I like that. Like, well, I don't even know if they're doing 28th and Main anymore. They might have some something left over from that, but I mean, I haven't really seen anything new come from that. But if you do go over there, let me know because I'd be I interested. Might, yeah, I might. Uh, I'll check it out, and I might even head over to Polynesia to get some of those flower shirts because <laughs> I like those too. Oh please, yeah, yeah man, yeah. shoot. Oh yeah, keep the style going. Hook, hook your boy up, man. All right. Yeah. That's the, so that's let's move on to some of the uh, famous people of the uh, Grand Floridian. Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson were the celebrity guests to perform the ribbon cutting at the uh, grand opening. So, and uh, you know, Burt Reynolds is real is from Florida and all that stuff. So I'm sure he was happy to do that. Oh, sure. I bet that marriage mm-hmm. was bliss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in August of 1993, uh, being separated from Prince Charles, Princess Diana took her two sons, Prince Harry and Prince William as well as a few close friends on a three-day vacation to Walt Disney World. Now, check this out. They rented out the entire fifth floor of the hotel for themselves. Damn. That's pretty serious. I mean, it makes sense. They wouldn't want to have, you know, I'm sure for security reasons, too. Right. Um, well, yeah, you gotta, you're, if you're royalty, you're traveling with your whole security. You got an entourage. Yeah, 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 you got an entourage. entourage. Yeah, they had to be uh, snuck in and out through the uh, Grand Flirting Kitchen and they had to, uh, you know, go through all the underground tunnels with the uh, private escort service and things like that. Obviously, it's high security situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, you guys should all know 
the name Richard Girth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the famous greeter at Grand Floridian uh, since 1991. In 2013, he was the recipient of the Walt Disney Legacy Award, which is the highest honor cast members can achieve at the Disney parks and resorts. Um, and if you remember, Richard passed away in June of 2018. Yeah. So a very famous greeter at the Grand Floridian. Yep. Uh, Danny, have you ever come across the teddy bear lady? You know, it's funny. I, I didn't even think about it until I read uh, what you wrote here. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do remember her seeing her in the lobby. I mm-hmm. never went over there. I, yeah, I, um, I apparently never... I would, if I saw her, I would probably stay away too. She's not... Uh, Playing with a full deck? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the nice way to say it. But uh, well, she's, got she's a an elderly name. lady. Uh, mm-hmm. well, she, here's, what, here's what it is, Eli. She's an elderly lady. Her and her husband were big-time fans of, of Walt Disney World in the Grand Floridian. They loved to hang around the Grand Floridian and listen to the music and all that kind of stuff. Um, her husband passed away, and ever since then, she comes to revisit, and she'll just sit in the lobby. She's got a suitcase full of teddy bears, and sometimes she'll give these teddy bears away to little kids and things like that. So she just basically, you know, comes and, and hangs out in the lobby and likes to listen to the music and remember, you know, I'm sure, you know, kind of listen, uh, think of her memories of, you know, vacations with her husband. So... Now, uh, basically, she is living in a retirement home, but they still bring her uh, from time to time to visit at the Grand Floridian. So That's cool. as far back as 2017, I'm still seeing people talking about her being there. So apparently she's still alive. She's still there, you think? I, I think to, so. I mean, I'm again, like, 2017, out. it's only a year ago. I'm putting her on yeah, my list. Yeah, but now, now she's subject to whenever the retirement home... Oh, brings her there. Yeah, bring, uh, yeah. But still, ask the, ask a concierge, ask somebody in the, and you know, when you're checking in, and I'm sure they'll be able to tell you whether or not yeah. she's been by recently. Is, what does the teddy bear lady show up? That's yeah, teddy bear Nick. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I get you got to ask to know, but that's just such a it's it's amazing the different it's questions. It's very random. Yeah, there, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird because she's not. It's like she's a cast member or part of the hotel. Right. So I mean, the hotel knows this is happening. They allow it her to you know hang out and you know i guess i don't want to say loiter but i mean really that's yeah i mean i get some that what she's doing but you know, i mean cool. she's obviously a really nice lady and you know things like that and she's real famous so uh in 1992 the beach boys filmed their music video to the song kokomo at the convention center and um if you watch the video and i guess uh, kevin i can give you this link if you want to put in the show notes yeah you can see the resort uh behind the band as they're doing the video and uh, you also see john stamos on drums uh, with the Beach Boys. Oh, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> get down. There you go. All right. All that's well and good, but let's get to the good stuff here. Hulk Hogan, Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, do, brother. <laughs> 24-inch pythons. <sighs> what are you going to do when this terrible show runs wild on you? All the Hulkamaniacs out in the audience today. Yeah. The Grand Floridian was the primary filming location for a Hulk Hogan show, uh, Thunder yeah. in Paradise. Yeah, yeah, they used to have uh, uh, the, what, what was it, a boat or something from like uh, on the MGM Studios tour. Yes, yeah, yes. that was the boat. Thunder was the boat. Yeah, that you know what was terrible was like the whole like you said the whole thing was filmed there, but it was like they were like supposed to be like Saudi Arabia on missions and like all kind of stuff, and it just be like some sand castle that's it off of a beach. Like, <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it, it was really, really, really bad. It was a, it was a terrible, terrible show. But, but it, it really is a, a, 
a snapshot in history. Like when you go back and you see the episode when the Living Seas. Yeah. And it's still Sea Base Alpha. And Oh, and, yeah, when he fought Steve. Right. Uh, that, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 It's stripped out. It's stripped out. Didn't he have dinner at the Victorian Alberts in one of the shows? I mean, did they make him wear a jacket or yes, did he just yes, he had a jacket? His, I know. His shirt and I can't remember, but knowing Hulk Hogan, the sleeves. Did he rip his jacket off yeah. in the middle of this? <laughs> I'm sure the sleeves were off. Yeah. When he said generally, that, when yeah. you see him in, in in that mode, like the sleeves are torn off, and it's like you know a sleeveless jacket kind of thing. But I I can't remember. I really cannot claim to be a fan of the show. Um, yeah, I barely I've watched it. I've seen it, uh, but my memory of it is is foggy to say the least. Yeah, he yeah. had his. He, I can tell you, he had his wrestling buddies on the show. Oh, he did. He had Jimmy oh, yeah. Hart, yeah, and Brutus, Brutus Barber, Barber, Jim the Anvil. Yeah, he had them on it, but yeah, I can't remember too much. Brutus the Barber beefcake. Yeah, we're, cool uh, we're gonna have to do a movie review of it one day. Yeah. Oh God, oh, it's, it's a terrible. TV show. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's if I say the show's bad, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. They had a whole episode where they were uh, having to shoot out in River Country. Oh yeah. wow! Uh, it was oh, that's funny. awesome. It's so funny. Bringing amoeba water guns. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's kind of a neat little for Disney fans, like kind of neat snapshot in time. Right? It is. It, it, it very much is. And and along with the, like the Disney sing along videos. Sure. Yeah, it's the same kind of deal. You know, you see this like, oh, I remember that. It's like mm-hmm. watching an eight millimeter movie. <laughs> yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. The only cool thing about that show was the boat. Yeah. Well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Night Rider. Kind <laughs> of. Yeah. Actually. All right. Well, Kevin, unfortunately, he will not be there for this. But I, as you mentioned before, every Christmas, there's the giant gingerbread house that's built. And oh, it's, I've seen. It's yeah. Made out of gingerbread. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Got uh, some gingerbread, you know, got, taken yeah. in the atmosphere. It's awesome. Talk to the, the gingerbread yeah. lady. All that. Yeah. I got a teddy bear from the gingerbread, <laughs> a gingerbread lady. lady, too. Yeah. They all there. I think her name is Nikki. I'm the... <laughs> it's like Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's Nick, Nick, and she's Nikki, Nikki, Nick, 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 Nikki, Nikki. Nick. Nicholas. Nicholas, Nick, Nick, Nick. I just met them all and I was so dizzy by the time I was done. <laughs> they were all Peters and Pauls. Yeah. Nicky's <laughs> <laughs> and Nick's. <laughs> the, uh, the gingerbread house is 14 feet tall. Uh, it has 1,050 pounds of honey, 800 pounds of flour, 600 pounds of chocolate, 600 pounds of powdered sugar, 140 pints of egg whites and 35 pounds of spice. And 3,050 so. people that have died from diabetes <laughs> just from looking at this thing. Yeah, so, but it makes a big deal um, to, to go see that. It's, it's a real famous kind of stop during Christmas time to go check out the, uh, the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian. That That's a nice. cool feat. It's a very cool feat. Yeah. So, Kevin, while you're there, you may also want to try to check out the Parasol Parade. Um, this was started with the opening of the resort. And Do I need to bring parade, a Parasol? Parasol Parade. You can bring one if you want. Sure. I'm sure they won't mind. You can buy even I'm, sure, I'm sure you just have one in the car. I do. Yeah. I'll just it out. You always travel oh, with a Parasol. I do. I got it. I got it. I mean, you got to. Yeah. It's the, it's the can Parasol throw, Can I throw beads at this parade? <laughs> where, they, where they frown on that? <laughs> well, <laughs> they won't frown. We're going to turn this Parasol Parade into a second line. Bring Come on, Society Orchestra. Hit the second line. Let's go. Break out your Tory Chatteries. Everybody get your white napkins and handkerchiefs up in the air. <laughs> do your dance. New Orleans taking over this <laughs> right here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happening, actually. Yeah. Make sure you play Do What You Want. I'm sure I'm not the only New Orleans staying at Grand Floridian this, this trip. There you go. Parasol of progress. Parasol. <laughs> parasol of progress. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I like it. That's your second line group now. 
Well, the parasol parade is, is performed by the housekeeping staff, and they gather on Mondays and Fridays at the marina and stroll through the garden. Um, and they've all got their parasols, their little umbrellas, and, and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a cool thing to see. Um, there's also the Royal Princess Promenade. And uh, while this isn't an official event, each day, except Tuesday for some reason, at 3.30, the orchestra plays while a dizzy princess and her prince make an entrance down the staircase into the yep. lobby uh, where they have a royal waltz. And all children, ages 3 to 12, can also participate in the waltz. Yeah, I've been there for that. Is it nice? It's, it yeah, nice. it's, it's yeah. a little something-something for the kids. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice when you come across it. I wouldn't recommend saying, okay, I'm going to make it a point to be there for it. But it's a little nice extra. I mean, you know? if you're there already at that time, it's something to stop and see. That's it, exactly. That's the entire point. The Grand Florian is full of stuff like that, though. So, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm finding all these little things. It's like the, it's it really has a lot of things to do at the hotel, at the resort yeah. itself. When they do uh, the Princess Tea uh, with Aurora, and, and we hadn't even gotten into that, uh, but when they do that, they, they go on a march in and around the hotel. Area. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, there's everyone talks about this as like a secret thing to do or whatever, but I don't think it's around anymore. The Ladybug release, have you ever heard of that, Danny, or experienced that? I've never seen that at the hotel itself. I've never seen them release Ladybugs. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, I remember hearing about the butterfly thing over at the Contemporary. Isn't that part okay. of how they control the mosquito population and stuff? That's the bat release. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it bats? That was discontinued stuff? after the incident of uh, 1987 with the. <laughs> no, but I, th- I know they don't use pesticides and stuff because they use things like ladybugs and other little things to control, yeah. like the in- insects. And oh, stuff, yeah, right? they system. Yeah, they do things. I, I don't remember that being a part of it. Yeah, I don't mean, know if it is. Yeah, it, but it could yeah. be. That is, it's kind of neat, though. I mean, if anyone's ever experienced that, I'd like to hear about it because you know everything I saw. They talked about it also at the Poly. They talked about it that you could do it on the Behind the Seeds tour. Now, that is true. I, I heard about the Behind the Seeds tour. I remember like they would give everybody a ladybug on the Behind the Seeds tour, and then you release it or something like that at the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, especially in, these, in, in this day and age where you're talking about so many animal rights groups. <laughs> I could just that see it just, now. You got like... Ladybugs with like picket size, free us, free us. <laughs> Let us go. Why do you think I'm a lady? Yeah, treat us like That's a lady. Racist. That's sexist. Why all ladybugs got to be ladies? Stop ladybug trafficking now. <laughs> uh, I don't identify as ladybug. I gingerbug <laughs> <laughs> neutral. There you go, ginger. Gingerbug neutral is that? Gingerbug neutral. Gingerbug neutral. Gingerbug neutral. Um, there have been two tragedies at the Grand Floridian. Oh, uh, just two? Yeah, we can't. Just, just two that I was able to document. Um, Thunder in Paradise is one. Yeah. What you got to do? Say, brother, why are you talking about my TV show like that, brother? What are you going to do with that terrible show? Wait till I get these 24-inch pythons around you, brother. All they good about the show was the boat. On December 9, 1989, there was a 33-year-old New York woman who was killed. She was on a small speedboat with her 8-year-old son, filming another member of her party who was jet skiing. Her boat was rammed by a Disney ferry boat. Cast member dove into the water was able to save her son, but not the mother. 
the family sued for $240 million. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's a tragedy that that happened, but that didn't necessarily happen on the Grand Floridian property. It happened on the Seven Seas Lagoon, right? Oh, well, yeah. I guess I'm assuming <laughs> off of the Grand Floridian area. I mean, this is what this is what came up when I uh, Googled uh, tragedies at the Grand Floridian. So. You're saying she was a guest of the Grand Floridian that I'm, happened I'm saying that she was technically so. not on Grand Floridian property. They were on the lagoon. So there's, uh, there's been a lot of accidents. There's been a lot of drownings in that lagoon. So um, yeah, gotcha. one of these days we, okay. can, we can get into that if somebody wants to make a show out of that. But I mean, all I'm saying is that, that in terms of happening on Grand Floridian property, mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider the lagoon. The lagoon is shared by three resorts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Now granted, it may have happened closer to the Grand Floridian. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe the uh, maybe the boat was coming from the Grand Floridian. Could Possibly. be, could be. Yeah, or going towards the Grand Floridian because I mean, there's a ferry that goes back and forth between yeah. the Magic Kingdom and the Grand Floridian, but it, it's it's a very small boat. I was gonna say, yeah. so she was on the on the jet ski. Is that right? You say it? Oh, she was well, on a Jesse boat. Was on a motor small, boat. She was on a small speedboat. Right. Probably right. Like, a, like a water mouse. Huh? Yeah. So, but if you picture the water mouse, the, the little, like, because they made uh, me do this when I, last time we went over there and they shut down the transportation. We had to take a ferry back to the Grand Floridian. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah. yeah it, it was not that big of a boat. It no, really was. a small boat. It's a very small boat that you were taking. I gotta imagine it couldn't have caused but you never know you never know well, how was, these things work out yeah that was my question i was like yeah i would imagine that would be a boat that you could see coming it's not a fast boat well they're not going to rent out those kind of water vehicles at night you only get to rent those out in the day so yeah it, it would right. definitely be something that you could see coming. The and they won the lawsuit no i don't know that they did uh, they just sued for 240 million i can't imagine sure they, what they actually received I mean, you know, Interesting. I mean, okay. I'm sorry she passed away, yeah. but yeah, I'm like, how you not see the slow boat? Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, by that case, why did, how could they not see her? But who knows? I mean, and we all remember um, in 2016, two-year-old Lane Graves was killed by an alligator while playing in the beach on the Grand Floridian. Yeah, I'll definitely check out that memorial. Yeah. I'm sure they got a little something yeah. there. Of course. <laughs> That's of course. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In August 2017, Walt Disney World installed a memorial sculpture of a lighthouse in a little all-coat. Uh, alcove near the big pine key building at the grand floridian uh near the beach where the attack occurred to honor lane graves yeah 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 absolutely that yeah i'd, I'd like to Very see some pictures of that yeah that, that was absolutely. i mean I'm, we were literally lily and i were standing in the water of that beach yeah less than a week before that attack happened i, I saw the pictures of it it's, i wonder if you'd be able spooky. to put some flowers there if, if so i might do so all right, Kevin, while you are at the Grand Floridian, maybe you will get lucky and uh, get an upgrade. I hope he gets lucky. Girl number four. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Right yeah. Get it on. What's up, Kachalka? Woo, Kachow. That's where you were. Kachalka. Kachalka. And that my name is full name, Kachalka. 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 It's like Lightman Queen meets T'Challa. That's what happens when we, we, we hit it right. There you go. Kachalka. If you have a fourth girl, can you name her Narcuzzi? I could do that. Okay. <laughs> Nar- you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Narcuzzi Nicholas. <laughs> no, 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 no. If it's a boy, then you can name him Nicholas. But I mean, if it's a girl, Nicolette. No, Narcuzzi. Narcuzzi? Narcuzzi's a girl name, right? Narcuzzi is stoked. I don't know. You know what Narcuzzi means? I like that. No. Little bear. Oh, Cover that? Little, uh, I put that in the notes, Lee. Well, you didn't cover that? I don't no, know. He just said it was named after a town or something. Or yeah, I don't area. remember that. Then Miami Jesus. came out. Jesus. Why, why do I do this? Why do I help this man? Because you love it. 
No, it's a Creek Indian word for a uh, little bear. That's cute. I like that. Nakuzi Stokey. I like that. Uh, yeah, right. no. I mean, look. That the, actually the works. Stokies are a family of little bears. Uh, it's just true. We have a, be- a cement bear in my front yard. Exactly. That's, that, that, yeah. that's, that's what I was thinking. Apropos. There's big bears and there's little bears. That's right. And medium-sized bear. I'd be considered a bear. You are a bear. I'm definitely not a twink. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you tell him. Well, I guess, I, I guess I'm a beard. You're you are a beard. A beard. Yeah, you are. You're, you are definitely a beer, sir. <laughs> you are definitely a bear. All right. So, All Kevin, right. there are uh, 25 luxurious vacation suites at the Grand Floridian. Uh, but there is also two very special suites. Uh-huh. One is the Walt Disney Suite that is 1,690 square feet. Uh-huh. So, the of, and family pictures of the man whose vision started it all. There's also the Roy O. Disney Suite. Yeah. Uh, named after Walt's brother who kept the dream alive after Walt's death. Uh, then also has many family pictures and mementos. So both suites are located in the main building. Well, but truth be told, uh, through touring plans, I did put in a request for the Swisher Suite. You suites. did put a request? The Swisher Suite. I put in a request for the Swisher Suite. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully I'll get a pack of those. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Get that cheap, that, that, you know, smoke that cheap stuff. I hope so. Cause that's just too sweet. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. There you go. Sweet feet. And there's also a grand suite and the Victorian suite. So, all right. Woo. Any last things to add to the grand Floridian? Anything I missed? Other yeah, you than suck the at this. Little bear <laughs> <laughs> Learn to read. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No, I'm, I'm joking, Lee. I'm joking. Uh, that was a lot of information. That was. It's a, it's a, it's it really a, is a lot. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and, and especially because there's not really like, okay, the Flagler uh, lore is definitely very detailed and that, that takes a little while to go through, but outside of that, there's not like all these cool stories about how the hotel was built and the that you've got with the contemporary and the Polynesian and all that, those hotels. There's a lot more like stories about the actual construction of the hotel and the development of the hotel and stuff like that. So you know, outside of the influence of, of Flagler, there's not a lot of backstory to the, the hotel itself. So. Yeah, but, you know, even despite all of that, though, it just kind of, you know, kind of like what we talked about. I mean, 2019 might be the, the year where we talk about, like, stories, period. But just like the how thick of a story the Grand Floridian has, whether yeah. it be mm-hmm. backstory or current story or whatever else. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, just, you just heard it. There's a lot to talk about that particular resort. Sure, sure, you know, sure. Every little minute, every little piece that they offer, every little thing that they feature in that resort, all the little details from the tile. I mean, it's 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 just dripping in story. Period. Yes, that's exactly it. And, and to this day, I mean, I want to say it's one of the better themed resorts because it's still, even though Flagler's kind of gotten lost with the uh, exclusion of the restaurant. That it is a hidden story that is kind of built into it, which makes it intriguing. Like right. the Polynesian, there's not much of a, a in the way of a story there. There's not much of a you can say where, I mean, what what was it that what Americans fell in love with tiki culture? <laughs> That's right. really what brought that about. Contemporary. Okay, we're going right. to build an advanced. The Grand Floridian was the probably the first hotel. It was really built with an idea in mind of. We're going to pay homage to something mm-hmm. that helped. Uh, well, shape like the east, eastern seaboard of Florida. For yeah, the there yeah. you go. Okay. The, yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, it, it really it started that trend. It, and it, it definitely started 
the Michael Eisner, Frank Wells era off with a boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. say so. That's a hell of a boom, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a I big mean, boom. Sonic boom? Well, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, uh, Danny, especially for your contribution to this show. Uh, you guys know that Danny is big on the brand, and you know I know that's your hotel, so I appreciate you putting your two cents in. Yeah, and I appreciate you taking them and put this all together. <laughs> and it was more like a dollar ninety-five, but who, <laughs> who's keeping track? You are <laughs> two cents. <laughs> well, I appreciate y'all guys putting these together. At least I, fifty now, cent. I'll go see you up in the club. Well, at least I appreciate you guys. <laughs> at least it's more than a Nickelback. <laughs> well at least i appreciate you guys putting this stuff together so it's really going to enhance my stay when i get there so i'm definitely looking forward to it uh when actually when you guys listen to the show my weekends i'll already be there and hopefully posting things by then uh so yeah hopefully you'll be posting like answers to a lot of these questions i hope so too my primary one will be narcozy nicks i want to find out more about that because i'm completely curious i will bring my burn bomb guides and hopefully I'll find an older cast member that maybe knows, uh, maybe even goes back to 1980. Maybe he's Nick. Maybe he's, he's Nick. Dick. That would look be awesome. All cast members, look for all cast members named Nick. That's your first <laughs> start. Do you know anything about this? This? But yeah, looking forward to my stay, and I can't wait to tell you guys about it on my trip report when I return, for sure. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed our conversation on the Grand Floridian Resort over at Walt Disney World. If you want to learn more about us, magicaway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, there's more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. And shoot us an email at show at magicaway.com or you can leave us a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget on our homepage or you can call or text us at 1-815. That is 1-815. Mo Weekends. 669-4226. And of course, we got a couple guys to do things outside of the podcast. Number one, we got Eli. Eli, tell me what you got going on, sir. Oh, yes, of course. You know the story. It's all about the glory. Uh, you can go ahead and visit ivorycomics.com where you'll get a link to this podcast as well as checking out all work that I have for Project Geisha, Savages, Molly Be Damned, uh, blogs and interviews. So you always have something fun to check out there. Uh, Facebook.com, I can be found at Eli H. Ivory. Always looking to meet new people there as long as you're a real person. Uh, outside of that, Project Geisha has a Facebook page, so facebook.com slash Project Geisha. And, of course, on Instagram, I can be found at eiv 504 and on Twitter, Hancock10166. So, as always, I appreciate the support, and uh, keep it coming. Thank you. Eli, thank you very much for giving us that story. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate the, the energy and enthusiasm you gave us to the your, your pitching. <laughs> How much would you want? You want some yelling? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, just trying to get it straight. You no, know, I'm shooting it straight. I was like, man, that's the flattest he's ever delivered. Oh, this before. Wow. <laughs> you want flat? Get you flat. No, I've no, seen like, flat. Oh, you <laughs> Not only usually, the women usually, you dated. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. You need help lifting your tire? Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm messing with you. I was just like, well, I, yeah, I, I, that, I usually. He's right. That was flat. Usually a little more anime, but I was like, no, where's the Where's the je ne sais quoi? You know, where's, ah. the, where's the panache? Where's the panache? It's with the. You're not bringing <laughs> it, oh, man. It's okay, man. It was cute. Tell I was yourself. Like, what are you doing, dude? It's like, oh, it's Eli. 
Hey, it's okay, man. It's, uh, I'm just messing around. Oh, yeah. right. well, we'll just move on. That was a flat delivery. Oh, man. I still love it. Not going to sell one book, but okay. I mean, you got the information out there, so that's I thought the information was nice. The information was good. It was efficient. Yeah, it was efficient. Yeah, you were taking into consideration the fact that you know we went at it for two and a half hours now. So Yes, we probably need to sign off because whoever's editing the show, probably me, is in for hell. Yes. Yeah, that's your two cents worth. Dollar ninety five. And guys, if you want to book a I'm vacation, I'm not editing this show. I'm moving to Florida and calling myself Nick Narco. <laughs> <laughs> find find a fourth one. <laughs> Kirk, you're up, buddy. I'm out. End of the show. I was gonna call yourself Teddy Bear Lady. Or something. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> teddy Bear, Teddy Bear, Teddy Bear. I'll be in the lobby. Who wants a bag? <laughs> Help me. Teddy Bear Danny. We'll Where's show up on my bird mom guides. Got <laughs> <laughs> plenty in the briefcase. Danimals. Danim- uh, Danimals Danny. I'm, I'm on it, man. That's there you it. Go. Catchy bag. Catchy. I'm, I'm going to Florida with nothing but uh, burn bomb God and a dream. Burn guide, guide the dream. Well, if you want to also travel too with a burn bomb guide and a dream, you can also do so with Lee and book a vacation at the Grand Floridian. Lee, tell them how they can do this. Give me a call at 832-570-5490. That's 832. Thanks, Danny. 832-THX-DNNY. As always, you can check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. You can email me at lee at magicroa.com. If you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no Hasselvika! You should have said Flaglervika. Yes. I couldn't remember his name fully. I was thinking about that, though. I should have just been like, no Danny Vika. Oh, well. <laughs> With no Danny Vika, there would have been no show of Vika. <laughs> all true of Vika. <laughs> well, if you want to support all of this Vika, <laughs> you can do so through the following ways. You can click on our affiliate links on our website of Vika. You can buy some beignet avicas and support the show that way. You can also represent the Moican Nation wherever you go up by purchasing some clothing avica from our shop. And the easiest way to support us is to leave a rating avica and a review avica. Get some Tony Shasher avica. Or wherever you download the show, whether it's Stitcher, Blu-ray, Google Play Music, etc. avica. And remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners at podcasting over there. And we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on this Magic Our Way podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Moicans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharina Vika. My name is Kevin Avika. And I'm overworked. <laughs> Magic out. <laughs> I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Narcozy Nicks. Avika. The necessities of Mother Nature's recipe. Hey, guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh, man. Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff. 
that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Our Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh huh. You know, it, it, it's it, what's good about it. Yeah, let me tell you what's good. But you hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could mm-hmm. probably hear a country version of this. Oh wow! You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of. Hi. Give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, get up, get up again. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? Hot tub. What you say now, <laughs> Disney? That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you. Every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 